Today's daf is daf Mem Ches. We are beginning at the Mishnah at the bottom of Mem Zayin Ahmed Beis. Zog Deilig Mishnah. The person says, Hareini Alecha Cherem. I am to you a Cherem. The Ron explains we're talking about in Golil. We had earlier in the Masechta that in different places in Eretz Yisrael, the word Cherem Stam referred to different things. So there's two types of haramim. There's the harame hegdish for better kabais, and there's the harame for the kahanim. It's only considered to be prohibited in hano if you intend it to be harame hegdish. So in Golil, the stam haramim in Golil was harame hegdish. We're talking about this took place in Golil. So person said, Reuben says to Shimon, I am to you a cherem. So hamudur osur that the uh, one who is the subject of the nether, Shimon, Shimon is prohibited from benefiting from Reuben, because he's, he's saying to Shimon, you are, I am to you like a cherem, means Shimon is also from getting benefit from Reuben. Hare at alai cherem, if the Lashon is the other way around, he says, again, Reuben song to Shimon, he says, you are to me a cherem, Hanoder, the one making the nether, in this case, Ruvain, is going to be Osir in benefiting from Shimon. So the first way, Shimon, who is the subject of the nether, is also from benefiting from Ruvain. Second way, Ruvain is also from benefiting from Shimon. Right? The Mudder was the subject of the nether, the Noder is the one making the nether. Now, Hareini Alecha at Alai, let's say he mentioned both ways, I am to you a cherem and you are to me a cherem. So in this case, parshet shneim asurim. Now, that's parshet, but the chiddush is the next piece. However, there, we're going to see that there, communal, uh, there are communal uh, uh, items that people living in the city are each considered to have a percentage of. And there are other things that are communal items that everyone's allowed to use, but we don't view it as anyone has a percentage of it. So one of the things we're going to see was that the Eile Bavel, the people that would come up for Shalosh Regolim, there were certain things that were given for their usage. For example, we'll see examples of it later, but they used to have these wells dug, so that there was water, when they would come up from Bavel, they would, not, they would have water. So it was given to them to use. The Ole Bavel, in turn, were mafkirit and said, whoever wants to use it is allowed to go ahead and use it. Now, in such a case, the communal right to use it is not because I have a percentage of it. You don't need, no one has a percentage of it because they're mafkirit that everybody can go ahead and use it. Therefore, in such a scenario where Ruvain made a cherem that both he and Shimon and Allah benefit from one another, they both are allowed to partake in this well. Because it's not viewed as one getting the benefit from the other. Why? Because neither of them have a percentage in it. Unlike a situation, let's say the local shul. In the local shul, the way it's viewed is that each one has a percentage. It's interesting, one of the Rishonim bring down of it, I don't remember exactly. It says, I mean, each one has a right to have a seat there. But he says that each one is considered to have a percentage in it. In, <coughs> the, in, in that case, neither of them would be allowed to go ahead and use it. Because me using it, I'm using your percentage. You using it, I'm using my percentage. Now, the Ron says 
that based on the suya you had on Shabbos, he says this is only going like the Chachamim, that you don't have Breira. Because according to the sheets of Rehoshim and Yaakov, you could say, I'm using my own. Retroactively, this is considered to be my own. If you hold a Breira, you're able to go ahead and, and say, or whatever it is, but but uh, but but that's that. We're right now. We're not going with uh, the sheet. We're going in the sheet of the Chachamim. That Breira doesn't help. We don't. You don't use Breira. But anyway, let's see this inside. So Shnei Amutara and the Davar Shel Both of them would be allowed to use those things that were considered to be belonging to the people of that would go the either the Alil or the Regal that come up for the pilgrimages. But there would be for those communal things that were specific to their city and that each member of the city had a specific percentage of. Now let's see what examples are the ones of the Oil Harabayas. Harabayas was considered to be something that was belonged to the Oil meaning that it was something that was given for their right to go up, but it's Mufka, everybody has a right to go up and use it. Nobody has a chalik in it. Azaros, similarly, the Azaros, the Eile Babel over here, by the way, I, I, I think I'm, I made a mistake. I don't think the Eile Babel is referring to the people coming out of pilgrimage. I think it refers to over here, the Eile Babel means that people came back from uh, Babel to build the second day, Samigdash. I think that's what it's referencing over here. Right? right? Oh, the ones that came back to build the second day means all, it belongs to all Yidden. All Yidden uh, have or have it. It's not mitzvah percentage. It's like mufkar for everybody to take to go up to Harabayas, the Azoros to use the Azoros that Jews are allowed to go, in, Yisraelim are allowed to go into. Habarish of Derech. This one specifically would be referring to the Oyleg Shalishogolim, the ones that those wells that they made, the communal wells that they're allowed to go ahead and use. And what's an example of something that is not for all communities to use, but it's specific to that particular community, which therefore each member of the community has a percentage in it, and then they do create a problem for one another, right? For example, Harachava, the city square. It was a city square that uh, people of that city had rights in that square. They could actually sell it, the Ron brings, if they want to get together as a community and sell it. Hamerchas, the, the city bathhouse. It was a city bathhouse that each one's considered to have a percentage in. Beis Haknesses, the Shul, Hateva. That's the... Like the what's that? Like a co-op. That's a good way to do it. Right. The Teva was the, was the, the Bima on which they would uh, put the, uh, the Sefer Torah they would lane from. All right. Hasvarim, uh, it's also, it's actually also function, I think a dual function, also a place where they kept the Sefer Torah. Hasvarim were the actual Sefarim themselves. The Sefer Torah, they all considered to have an ownership in it. And therefore, neither one could use it. Hakos of Chelkel and not, now, the way the Mishnah reads, which is going to be difficult, and we're going to ask, by the way, of Chelkel and Nasi, and if one writes his Chelik over to the Nasi, the Nasi was the, the, the political head of, of, of Kaisal. So when, when that, that, that it's, it's giving examples of where they made a neder to one another, uh, answering one another, that neither are one allowed to use it, and giving over your chalik to the Nazis included in that list doesn't seem, seem to fit. The one is going to say is that there's something missing. It's telling you the way to circumvent the problem is if each one gives over his chalik to the Nazi, 
then each one is allowed to go ahead and use it because they're no longer considered benefiting from one another. There now it belongs to a third party. It belongs to the Nasi. We'll discuss in a moment why is it mentioned the Nasi. Before that should work with any third party. So Yehuda Aimer, Echad Echad he says, doesn't have to be. The debt circumvention, the way to get around it, is it doesn't have to be given over to the Nasi. It could be given over to anybody. So Ma Ben So if so... What is the difference between giving it over to the Nasi and giving it over to the Hedyot? Meaning, why did the Mishnah say give it over to the Nasi if there's really no difference between giving it over to the Nasi and giving it to the Hedyot? He says like this, it's easier. The Nasi ain't Sarich Lezakos. The Nasi, all you have to do is gift it over to him. He doesn't have to make a Kenyan. That his right of authority is stronger that as soon as you gift it over to him, he automatically acquires without there needing to be a Kenyan on his behalf. Whereas a regular person, it's not enough saying, I want to gift it. Somebody, he or somebody else, has to be mezaka on his behalf, has to make a kinyan in order for it to transfer. Tzarek lezakas. Chachomim oimrim, chachom disagree with that distinction. They hold echad zeh echad zeh, whether you're gifting it to the nasi, or whether you're being makne it to anybody else, tzarech lezakas, it doesn't work without a kinyan on behalf of the recipient. So then the question is, so then why did the Mishnah just mention give it to the Nazis? It's the same thing right here. That that's just the norm. The normal case is to give cover to the Nazis. So they give it over to the Nazis. But you could give it over to anybody. But Taka just did that the example was used. According to Yehuda, it makes a big difference of how you have to give it over. That's why it gives it over the easier way to the Nazi. Whereas according to Chachamim, it's just a way of showing cover to the Nazi. Because in terms of the actual transaction, it's the same transaction. Now, Yehuda Oimer ain't anshe golil trichen lichtoiv. That in Galil, that if you lived in the city in the northern part of Eretz Yisrael, which was that area, there were three main regions, Galil being one of them. So uh, if you lived in Galil, you don't have to be Mizaka in your city, your Chalik over to the Nazi or to a third party. Shekvar Kosovasein Al Yadein. Because the, uh, their forefathers, the ones when they first settled, in Galil, they already made that con- that, that, that tnai, that, that they already could, took into consideration, we're going to see later on, that there might be machloikis and one might asr on the other, so they basically were machna their chalik already to the nasi, so that in any neder that one makes on the other would not impact on the communal use because it's already considered in a third party's hand. We'll see the Gemara explains it a little better. All right. So, the Gemara right now is going to ask the question that it started off saying what items are considered communal usage items that become bound in the neder because each one has a percentage. So it goes through the uh, the rechava, the merchat, the mesakneses, the teva, the svarim, the of chelkel nasi, right? On that Gemara says, Amai Mitzur. Why should, when you give your chalik over to the Nasi, why should that create an, an Isser that neither one's allowed to use it? It doesn't fit in the order of things that are being given. On that, Amr Abshesh Achikatani. That is, that's, this is the way you have to read the Mishnah. I mean, there's actually, there's in, 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 the, in the, the simple reading, it looks like something's missing. Right? You have to read into the text over here that there's nothing actually missing. Umata kanosan. That's what's missing in there. And how do you fix the problem in a case where there is 
a communal item and they assert each other from their assert from benefiting from one another, how can they use the communal item by we're not violating that each one has a percentage in it? There is a solution. What is the solution? My takanosan, how do you fix it? You give it over to the Nasi. Now, this is just is the parentheses of these can be skipped because it's uh, just it seems to be a, a, a redundance. Now, let's go on. He says, in Galil, they don't have to give it over to the Nasi to allow them to use the communal items. Because that already was done before then. Their forefathers already were machne their percentages over to the Nasi. The people of the north, the people of Galil, were contentious people. Kantorin, sounds the same word. They were contentious. They used to fight all the time. And therefore, the early forefathers of those who settled in Galil knew that this is going to be, for generations, a major problem because they used to put each other in Cherem all the time. They used to answer each other with Nadarim all the time. Therefore, what did they do? They already gifted their portions of the communal usage to the Nasi that therefore this would not create a problem. The fact that they were uh, not getting along with one another and doing these things would not impact on the communal items because it was not considered like they had any percentage left in it. So therefore, so are you noidrinanoazemizes? Since they would be neither, they made nadarim of hanoah for one another. Amdav is saying their forefathers got up. The kosvuchel came the nasi and already gave over the percentages of what they have in it to the nasi, thereby circumventing any problem that would occur if one put the other one into some type of nether. Let's go weiter. Zogdei the Gamishnah. Hamudra no mechaveiroi. So some of these concepts we already touched on before. The Ron goes through what the Chiddush now are repeating it. But the situation over here is, is that uh, the subject of the Neder, Shimon, is not allowed to benefit from Ruvain. But Shimon Taka is starving. He has nothing to eat. And Ruvain wants to ensure that Shimon has what to eat without violating the Neder. So therefore, there must be talking about the Rishonim speak out. It was talking about where he said, uh, "My, uh, he said, my also to you." So my also to you. There's a solution. Don't make them your nechassim anymore. How can you make them not your nechassim anymore? Gift them to a third party. Once you gift them to a third party, they're no longer your nechassim. Therefore, what? Shimon's allowed to use them because now they belong to Levi. So therefore, you can gift them to Levi for and now Shimon is allowed to use them from Levi because it's not a violation. Now the Borah brings down a story which we touched on a number of times. There was a story with a certain individual who lived in the city of Eschairan. Here's the answer of the Bach. It says, The situation was is that he had had a fight with his father and he had placed a nether that his father is not allowed to benefit from him and his assets. Okay? So Shimon, uh, so, 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 uh, whatever, Shimon has a father and Shimon's father is not allowed to benefit from Shimon. 
Shimon had a son who now is of marriageable age, gets, wants to get married, and he wants to make a big meal. How's it going to look? The Zayda can't come and eat and celebrate by the chasna of his enikel. So Amar So Shimon goes over to his buddy Ruvain and he says like this: uh, I think that gives the changes in. I'm gifting the courtyard and all that is within it. Means all of the food preparations, all everything that's been prepared for the wedding feast, for the banquet, is now yours. Alright? The question is exactly the Gersos, we'll see, the Gemara gets into it. But he said that the only reason I'm doing it is, the stipulation is, conditionally, that my father should be able to now join the banquet and eat. So Amar, so this uh, friend of Shimon, not such a good friend it would seem, Said, Im shali heim. If you're saying that you're gifting them to me, so then harei heim ubdoshin l'shamayim. That could be he was proving a point, but he's saying is therefore I want to make it all hegdish. So I'm a lay. So Shimon says to his friend, Nesati lecha et shali shetakdishem l'shamayim. What you think I gave them to you, so you should go and donate them to the base of megdash. That's not what I gave them to you. He said, I gave them to you with explicit instruction that what? That my father should be able to benefit by making it Mukdash Pelesa Isn't this the case we did? We had it. We had this, this case before. Right. We, had, we actually, I believe, they've been having a Mishnah before. It's in the earlier Perak. Right. It's earlier Perak. The Ram points out it's just because telling you a new Kiddush, a nuance in it. So, Amaloi Nasata Li Shulcha. He says, you want to make me like the Kapora handle. I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm going to be the one over the Aveira now. You are, you, you're giving it to me just for the fact that you and your father want to be able to eat and appease one another. And then the sin will be on my head, Zagirsa, because I'm the one now who's facilitating this, which is wrong, because it's not a true matana, and if it's not a true matana, there is a violation, and now I'm included in doing the Avera, because I'm facilitating this Avera from happening. So Amru Chachamim, the Chachamim said, Kol matana she'eno, any matana which is not a real matana, how do you determine if it's not a real matana? The way to know is it a real matana, because if it was makdashit, if the person you give the matana is, wants to be makdashit, does it become hegdish? If it doesn't become hegdish, then shows, that's the litmus test, so then any matana, it's not a real matana. So therefore, we'll see, we learned before, means if it's clearly conditional, it's conditional to something which shows I don't truly want to gift it, then it's not considered to be a good gift. The Ran makes a distinction, by the way, between that there is such a thing of, I'm giving you a gift for 30 days. He says, if you give something, I'm giving you... Now, that's a conditional gift, and yeah, but you have to give it back at the end of 30 days. The Ran says the difference is, because if a person is maktishid during those 30 days, during those 30 days, it will be considered a good head dish. It will be. You can't use it for those. So therefore, that's why, that shows that yeah, it's a good gift. For those 30 days, it is considered to be a good gift. Whereas over here, from the get-go, he's not able to be mocked. Should, so over the get-go... Could someone then turn around and give that to Hagdish, or that you'd never get it back? 
But in, in what? I gave you a gift for thirty days. And no, is that? Yeah, but no, it would it, it loses its co-op after thirty days. It means it's over for thirty days yeah, it belongs. Again, again, only certain times. First of all, it has to be for financial purposes. But again, they, they can they, they can get benefit from it during those thirty days. But after thirty days, it goes back to the owner. That's what happens. It's conditional. All right, let's go on. So what it brings down, this is very important to understand. When you have a story brought down in a Mishnah, the story is supposed to support the earlier ruling. You don't bring a story that contravenes the earlier ruling. The earlier ruling was, is that if you want somebody to be able to use something that you have made usher to him, right? So it says, what you can do is, you give it to a third party, and then the person can benefit from the third party. That was the ruling, right? Where he says, buy is a case of buy, base C. My house is also to you. Then you're going to do it. So, but the story that it brings down contravenes that. The story says, no, does, it doesn't work. So how are you bringing me a story which shows that it doesn't work to support the ruling which indicates that it does. That's the Gora's question. It's called, the way the expression is, my solicitor. You bring a story that's being so that it's contradicting the ruling that was mentioned before. So, my solicitor, you're bringing a story down. The story of the Matnas Beis Chayrin is a contradictory story to the earlier ruling. Again, there is a deletion of the text. There's something that, 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 that segues into the story that's missing, and once that segue is put in, then it makes sense. They're like this. Means the first part of it is that if Rubai made a nether that Shimon can't benefit from him, and it was on specifically his nechosim, there is an a, there's an out. The out is give it to Levi, and then Shimon can get it from Levi. But this is what's missing. However, if the outcome of the gift shows us the intent of how the gift was intended to begin with, which means show that it wasn't really a valid gift. Even if you give it to the third party, in such a case, doesn't work. Such as the story of Beis Choron. That's the segue. It means generally it'll work, but it has to be a real gift. If it's not given as a real gift, then it doesn't work. And that's the story that shows, well, how do you know if it's a real gift or not? That's the way it segues into it. Then it's also. But if the outcome shows that the intent wasn't there to begin with, then it's prohibited. And the story that supports this this, this uh, uh, caveat, when it doesn't work, is the story of Beis Chorot. Because there the outcome showed the initial intent. How did the outcome show? Because when the person wanted to be Magdash, it was clear that the person did not say, he said you did not have a right to be Magdash. So you see that his intent was not given to him. It was disingenuous. It was not made with the intent that he should be in Mechavah Matana. So Rav says like this, the terminology, you see, usually the, the din is that if something is Dvarim Shabalev, if you have intent in your mind, but it wasn't expressed, usually something that's in your mind is not taken into account. What's taken into account is what we hear come out of your mouth. So if you didn't say anything, so therefore it comes out like this, that if this person gave the gift to the third party, at the, at the, at, 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 but he did not say, I want that it should be given so my father can eat. He never said anything. Then, Taka, you, the hectish would have been a good hectish. The matana would have been matana. Ah, that might have been what he thought in his mouth. But since he had made no utterance or expressed 
statement on it, Dvarim Shubalev Enam Dvarim. So therefore, so what has to come out of his ma- mouth that circumvents this from being a good gift? So I'm a Rava like this. We're going to have two Lashonas. The first version of Rava is, Lashona Ela Da Amar of Heinan, or the Girsa, the, 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 the Bach was, that they only, it's only considered to be a gift to you, it is a gift only if what? If my father comes and eats. Which means if my father's not able to come and eat from it, then I don't consider it to be a gift. So therefore, that's when it's not considered to be a gift, it's disingenuous. Aval, but, according to the first Lashon, let's say he never said it as a, in, in terms of a condition. Right? This way, it's written a condition. It's a gift, unconditioned, my father's able to come and eat. Let's say he never said it. What he said was, Sadeu lepanecha, my field is before you. And that my father should, be, should come and eat. Not unconditioned that my father should come. I'm gifting this to you, and I hope my father's able to come and eat. So now, if he lets the father come and eat... It's something that is up to him. He left it open. He never said, my father has to be able to come and eat. I'd like my father to come and eat. So inside, but he did mention that my father should come and eat. But the point is, since he never said that it's only a gift if my father should be able to come and eat, it's considered, if the father does come and eat, it's considered to be the Makabal Matana's prerogative, and he's allowing the father to come and eat. It's not a condition of the gift. In such a case, that's midai klahu da amrale, it's only, it's, it's, it's up to you to let him come and eat. And if you don't want him to come and eat, then he won't come and eat. Then it would be considered to be a binding Matana, according to the first version. So the first version says it only circumvents that being a good matana, a contravenes of being a good matana, only if you made it conditional on my father. But just mentioning that my father should be able to come and eat if you want, that does not, autom- that does not automatically destroy it from being a matana, and it would work under that circumstance. That's the first lotion. Lishna. That, that is then a real matana? Message? Yes. And if I let your father come and eat, that's my that's choice. Lishna achrina. Amrin and Law, that there is a second version that's much more strict. He says, Amarova, Lo Tema. Don't say that the shot in the Mishnah of why this wasn't a good matona, the way the Mishnah was actually re- re- written, is because, that's only because he says, I'm making it yours on condition my father should be able to eat. No, it's not, that's not the only reason. That's not the only case it wouldn't be a good matona. For sure in that case, not a good matona. But it's also not a good matona. So don't say like the first Lashem. I mean, the second Lashem is actually opposite. Don't say it only not a good matona if you made a condition on condition that he's able to come and eat. But But if you just said that, uh, but I'm giving this to you and, I, and that my father should be able to come and eat. Not on condition should be able to come and eat. For Yoichal, that would be mutter because then it sounds like I'm saying I'm giving it to you but it's up to you if you want to have my father come and eat. That would be mutter. No. If you made mention of the father when you gave a gift I'm giving this to you and I'd like my father to come and eat. And eat. The second Lashon Hall even that makes it clear that it's disingenuous and my intent was only to give it to you that my father should come. That that's doesn't make any better. What's that? If you think, don't say it, that's better. But if you say, you mention the father, that shows it's an agenda-driven gift. If it's an agenda-driven gift, it's not considered to be a good gift. 
So therefore, Ela Filu Amar Lei. Even he says, Hey Lefanecha, and Yava Ava. Hopefully, my father's going to be able to come. But Yochel, it also is also my timer. What's the reason? Because Sudosa Mecheches Aleha means like this: is that even though normally if you don't set a real condition in something, that's not considered to be binding. But here, the fact that you may alluded to your father, and this is the way the Ron learns it. The Ronald and the fact that you spend so much money on this Sauda, clearly your only intent over here is that what? Is that you want your father to come and eat from your meal. And therefore that alluding since it comes out alluding to the father over here makes it almost as if it's conditional. And if it's like it's conditional Therefore, the gift is not considered to be a valid gift. But it's uh, interesting, the Ron says, but if you wouldn't have mentioned the father at all... That's very hard for them. To, to think that thoughts are not counted when you know that you're doing this only... If there's, a, if there's an Anansabi, you can say that Enachinami. But I guess for the laws of Nadarim, again, if you don't mention it at all, so then you, should, you thought it, you should have said it. You didn't think so it, you didn't say it. some random person, the person doesn't know you, yeah, he could just... Well, it's not necessarily, he said, gave Chavera, and you say that. If you're a friend, you know automatically, yeah. he's like your father, each one. But again, and if he doesn't, the only question, can you stop him? Then you wouldn't be able to stop him. Alright, now. Anyway, so that's, that's the, uh, let's go by to it. I'm with base. Harul Gabra, the more brings down an interesting story, because he's a Meister uh, that happened all the time. We had a situation over here, is the father has two sons. One is a good from the Yid, the other one is a Ganav. Alright? The guy is a Ganav. It's interesting, the Ran brings down, I mean, the, I mean, the Maforish brings down the Pshad, he understands the case. The other guy was sneaking out of the yeshiva to go make, to, to, do, to do business. Right? That's what he learned. But anyway, the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the case over here is one guy, he had a good uh, from Yid, who's uh, uh, learning Torah, the other guy was stealing bundles of, 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 of flax. So, he made the following statement. He had a son. He had, used to steal bundles of flax. Take a look, Rashi brings the second shot. He prohibited his nesachim and nechassim for him. So the way the Ron explains it is basically he said, I'm cutting him out of the Yerusha. I want it all to go to the son He's, he's studying Torah, the from a yid, I wanted to go to him. So Amrulay, so his advisors told him, How do you know you want to have a grandson? That's a Talmud Chochem. Maybe the Ganev will have children. And so you're cutting the, your grandchildren, you're cutting your grandchildren out of the Yerusha by giving it all to the, 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 the from a one, right? You want, you want to cut your grandchildren out. So, uh, so my, so what are you going to do in that situation, right? How you have you take that into account? He says, fine, you're right. So I'll tell you what. Amar lahoim, likni hadein. I'm going to be machna fifty percent of it to the ganav, but not that he should use it. It's con- it's contingent. The fifty percent of my Yerusha that goes to him is contingent that if he has children that are Talmidei Chachamim, then they will inherit from him. They'll be able to get it from him. And this way, 
then I, my Eniklach will be able to get a chalik of, uh, of, of my Yerusha through my son, but he's not able to use it because he's not, he, uh, because I don't, I, don't, I don't approve of his lifestyle. But the contingency is, let's say the children themselves don't follow the right lifestyle. So then at that point, that 50% will go back to the full, the full, the other son will get the full 100%. Question is, is it binding? Does that work? That's the winning the discussion over here. Okay, let's see it inside. So Moses says like this: The Iyabed Barbary, if my grandson is a Tumura Bonan, is a Torah scholar, Liknoye, then my son should acquire the fifty percent in order that he should give it over. But he himself, by the way, he himself is not able to actually benefit himself. Mine. So what is the halacha in such a case? So Amri Pumpadisoi, so the, uh, the Chachamim of Pumpadiso, one of the great yeshivas in Babel, they said that this is a case of Kni Almanas Lahaknos. I want you to acquire this in order that something else should be acquired. Meaning it's not you're acquiring it so you should use it. I want you to acquire it that there should be a secondary acquisition coming from it. And in such a case, so means they're saying is that in the laws of Kenyonim, this cannot work. In order for a Kenyan to be a binding Kenyan, by definition, the person that you're being mocked to has to be able to use it. If you're just using him as a tool to be able to be mocked to a third party, that will not work. He himself, that's not considered a valid Kenyan, if he himself is not able to be the beneficiary of such a Kenyan. So it's called Kni Almanas Lahaknos. Acquire it Almanas, that it should be now acquired a second time, does not consider to work. Oh, let's see, let's, let's get through it, then we're going to ask the different ways that maybe you can do it. So therefore, like this, that's what Pumpa Desoy said. Rav Nachman disagreed. Rav Nachman Amar Kani, he says it does work. It is a valid, in the laws of Kenyonim, it is a valid Kenyan. And he proved it. Now listen how he proved it. Let's say you have Ruvain and Shimon, alright? Ruvain wants to sell Shimon a piece of property. They're living in Los Angeles and he wants to sell Shimon a piece of property that he owns in New York. Now, you need to make a Kenyan on the property in order for there to be a transferal that it goes from Ruvain to Shimon. But there is an Eitzah, it's called Suder. Suder means you can take a handkerchief, right? It's called a Suder, a Kenyan of a handkerchief. Shimon can give Ruvain a handkerchief, right? We do when we sell our chametz, we do, right? You give, Shimon gives Ruvain the handkerchief. Now, by acquiring the handkerchief from Shimon, at the, uh, when he requires it, Ruvain then is makna in return. It's like a barter almost. He's makna in return the property to Shimon. And then Shimon owns the property now so through the... One second, one second, one second. Through that, through that, uh, through that acquisition. Now says, now usually what happens is, what happens with that handkerchief? 
goes back to the original the guy that Usually, yeah, the rabbi gives you back, you, you give the rabbi back the pen, right? You give the, you give back, so therefore you see that, that even though the first acquisition, because this is also a dual, a, twa, a double acquisition, even though the, the first acquisition, which is on the handkerchief, goes back, to the owner, the, the, owner doesn't, the, the other Kenyan, is, is, it works. So there you see, Kniyamanas Lahaknos is valid, it, and it works. This is the, this is the point that Rav Nachman wanted to support, why he holds in the case of the, 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 the Yerusha, that it should work, even though it's a Kniyamanas Lahaknos. He said it like this. So let's see if that's a good, uh, uh, com, uh comparison. So he says like this. It says, Rav Nachman Amrakani, that it does work, and that, the grandchild will own it through the Kenyan that's made with the father. Taha Sudra, because in a regular case of Kenyan Sudr with the handkerchief, isn't that every Kenyan Sudr And even so, what do you do with the handkerchief? Reuven gives Shimon back the handkerchief. Reuven doesn't keep it. So therefore, you have the first acquisition. The person does not benefit from it. Nevertheless, it's able to trigger a second acquisition and it works. So you is a binding in the laws of Kenyan that works. So Mara says like this, Amaravashi. Ravashi says, not a good comparison. Why? He says like this for two reasons. Let me say them both out. Meaning, the fact that Ruven gives back to Shimon the handkerchief, maybe that's just a, a, a gesture of goodwill. But technically it could be that if Ruven wanted to hold on to that handkerchief and he wanted, oh, I've got a nice handkerchief, I want to use it, maybe he could go ahead and... Uh, and keep it if he wants, right? Can, the fact that he gives it back, that could be the minhag, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't, he, but te- technically he can keep it. And then, but since technically he can keep it, maybe that's why it's able to trigger the secondary Kenyan. Where in this case, it's clear that the son is not allowed to use those assets. So such a kniyamanas nahakness, that will not work. So you think about What's that? But, but he doesn't have to. Point he's not bound to. Therefore, but in the case over here, that first acquisition, he's not allowed to benefit from it. Therefore, that doesn't number one. That's the real one problem. This is the second one. I think what you were alluding to. Second one is another problem over here. Why you can't compare it? In the case of the handkerchief, right? That same moment that you make the Kenyan, the Kenyan, the primary Kenyan on the handkerchief. At that moment, also the land transfers. So the, there's, there's an active Kenyan going on that affects the land and allows this land. There's no, there's no lapse in time. Whereas in the case of the father with the son, the Kenyan is happening right now with the son. It doesn't say what type of Kenyan they're using. Whether it's money, whether it's chazaka, whether it's... Yeah, but it's happening right now. But you're expecting a Kenyan that's happening now... 20 years later should still be in effect to allow the secondary Kenyan. What's the secondary Kenyan that needs to have it? That the grandson should be able to get it from the father. What's the first Kenyan? What's that? In order for it to work, the father has to be marked to the son. The one who doesn't want to give it to The one who doesn't want it, but there still has to be an act of Kenyan. There has to be an act of Kenyan. So therefore, that act of Kenyan I'm doing now, in 20 years later, the son will get it from you. He says, that you can't do it. If he can't use it now, it's not an act of Kenyan. The case of the suitor is different, even though, yeah, it is correct. Even, let's say, the Allah is, you would have to give back the handkerchief. Let's say you would have to. But the point is, at least at the moment the Kenyan of the handkerchief is taking place, at the same time, the other... 
There's a transfer of the land. Means the, the, the Kenyan is doing both, is, is actively affecting on the secondary Kenyan as well. So there is a, a Kenyan that, there is a Kenyan that you can rely on. Whereas in the case of the father and the son, in such a case, the Kenyan happens now. Later on, there's no Kenyan at that time. How does a secondary Kenyan happen if there's no Kenyan at the time when it's supposed to happen? That's the second reason why you cannot compare it to the case of suitors. Let's read inside. So, Amar of Ashi. So, first of all, Man Leim Alon, first of all, how do you know? Who tells you? Who tells us? The Sudra Itapis Leilai Mitvah. That if Reuben would want to hold on to the Sudr, he would not be able to keep it. And therefore, if he's able to hold on the, uh, the Sudr, then you can't compare. It's apples and oranges. Why can't you compare? Because you're actually getting some benefit from the first Kenyan. He could hold on to the fact he gives it back. Maybe that's just a nice thing to do. But oh, and furthermore, even if you tell me he doesn't hold on to it, he does give it legally, he gives it back. Still, Sudra Kani Amanas Lahak knows, right, that the case of the Sudra, that is a Kni Amanas Lahak knows. It's true, it's a secondary Kenyan happening from the primary one, but Kani Minhashta. But that secondary Kenyan is happening when? When is the secondary Kenyan happening? Right now. No, right now. It's happening now. That at the moment you give over the handkerchief, the Kenyan is working right now. How in Nixin, the Hadain, but in the case of the properties of the fellow who does not want to give it to his son to use, he says, the Amosai Kani, when do you want the Kenyan to work? For the grandchildren. When do you want that? When it's not working now. It's only when the grandchildren become Talmud HaChachamim. Do you want the Kenyan to work for that time? 10 years, 20 years later, 30 years later. At that point, the Sudr has already gone back to the owner. Meaning, it's just saying, saying whatever, it doesn't have to be a handkerchief. But whatever Kenyan you were using no longer exists. That Kenyan is done. How can a Kenyan that no longer exists work for 30 years later? So therefore, for one of the two reasons, you cannot say that Kni Amanas Lahaknos works. Rabashi maintains the Pumpadosoi got it right. And the case of where the person wanted to be marked to his son in order that the grandchild should get it if he comes to the should not be a binding Kenyan. So Amale Rava Rav Nachman. So Rava also is going to throw his hat in the ring to disagree with Rav Nachman. Again, Rav Nachman's point was that just, just like Kenyan Sudr, Kni Almanas Lahatnos works, over here too, Kni Almanas Lahatnos, that the laws of Kenyanim, we, you could make a Kenyan with A, even though A is not going to be the real beneficiary of it, it's only that A should then own it in order to give it over to B, it's still considered good Kenyan. That was the point. So comes along Rava and he says, take a look at our Mishnah. Right? In our Mishnah, we had a case by the Matnas based Chorin. You had the son who wants to make sure the grandfather is able to use the properties. So what does he do? He finds a friend and he says, I'm being Makna this to you in order that what? That my father can then use it. That my father should be able to use it. Lechora, isn't that a classical case of Kni Almanas Lahaknos? Right? Even though he doesn't want the father, he doesn't want the friend to actually use it, because right. right. he doesn't want to do it, but he wants that his father should be using it. And what's the outcome of our Mishnah? 
Whoops, it doesn't work. At all, no, but when you do, we're talking about that he did say it. We're saying, in the case where he didn't say it, then actually the friend could do what he wants with it. But the point is, in our mission, where the friend can't do what he wants with it, it doesn't work. It's a violation of the nether. So, the Chorah, you see, it doesn't work in our mission. And our mission is a case of Kniyam Nazagam. So, shows you that the case of the son and the grandson, it should not work either. That's the Kasha that Rabbi is asking on Rav Nachman. Right? And, but it doesn't work, I thought, right? It doesn't. That's his Correct. point. Okay. Rav Nachman said it does. Rav Nachman wanted oh, to say okay. it works. He wanted to compare it to King and Siddur, that it should work. Sigmar says, Vachayro, says, Sigmar Vaha, Matnas Beis Chayrin, Tikni Almanas Lahaknaisu, it's a case of Niamanas Lahaknais, right? Veloy Kokani, and yet it doesn't work. Sigmar says that this question, when Rav Nachman was asked, Different times he gave different answers to it. He had two standard answers to deflect that the case of our Mishnah is not a kasha on his position of the son and the grandson. What were the two answers he gave? So Zimnan, Zimnin Amarle, sometimes he would answer, Bishum de Sudosa Mucheches Alam. That because the, the, the expensive meal shows that it is a disingenuous gift, a disingenuous gift. What he means like this, the Ran says, what it means he brings down his first shot from his rabbi side. He doesn't like the first shot. Then he's saying, well, it was clear he didn't want the guy to use it. Right? So the Ran says you can't say that because here too, that's clear the guy doesn't want, the father makes it clear he doesn't want the son to use it. So that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be making a distinction between the two. But the Ran learns like this, is that it could be that under normal circumstances, that Gekni Amanas Lahaknos works. Right? And in the case of the father, uh, the, the grandfather, the grandfather really wants the son to, ha- to own it. He wants the son to be able to bequeath it to the grandson. He wants him to have, he just doesn't want the son to use it. Because he doesn't feel he deserves the right to use it because of the way. But he does mean to give it to him in order that he should give it over to the grandson. He says in the case of the Saudo, Right, the, fa- the, 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 the son doesn't really want the friend to have it because he really wants the father to understand that it's the son that's giving it to him. When you make a big thing like this for the family, who does he really want the father to think is giving it to him? He doesn't want the father to think that stranger's giving it to him, an outsider. He really wants that the father should be like a way of, 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 of making up. There should be a way of making the father feel good or maybe in your face. Whatever the answer is. But he wants it to know. He wants the grandfather really to feel that he's getting it from his son. And therefore, even though he's trying to create this legal loophole that it should go through a third party, he doesn't really mean it to go through the third party. And that's why you cannot compare the case of the Saudo, the case of the meal, to the case of the Yerusha. In the case of the Yerusha, he really does want it to go to his son. He just doesn't want his son to use it. He wants a grandson to use it. But he really, through the laws of Yerusha, should go to him, and then he should give it over. So that's where Kniyam and Asmahatmas works. But here, it's completely disingenuous, because really, he doesn't want it to go to the third party. He really wants the father to recognize that it's coming... From him, and that's why it doesn't work. So that's one way he used to answer that it's not the same thing. Alright? So therefore, so that's why Zimnin Amalei Mishum Desudosam Chetas Allah. Zimnin, and other times he gave a different answer. Now, in order to understand this, let's go back to something we had before. Remember, we had a situation where 
Let's say uh, Ruvain is not allowed to benefit Shimon, or Shimon is not allowed to get any benefit from Ruvain. So there is something called a gratuity, or an indulgence, they call it. It means like sometimes when you go into a store and you buy uh, a dozen bagels, a dozen bagels usually is 12, but they throw in a 13th bagel, right? So now, the... The, the question is like this. Assuming, by the way, the market forces are such that, it, there's a ben- that, that there's no benefit to one over the other, right? So what happens if, what happens if the person is buying, a shimon is buying a dozen bagels from Ruvain, who is the baker, and Ruvain wants to throw in that extra bagel, now that extra bagel, everybody gets that extra bagel. It's not I'm doing you anything specific because I give it to everybody else. Or the other case we had was a shortcut. You have a shortcut through a property that you're not charging people. Everybody's allowed to go ahead and use it. So we had a machlok between the Rebbe and the Chachamim. Chachamim said that something that, that the person never charges for, an indulgence or giving something extra, never charge for, even if there's a nether, that prohibits Shimon from benefiting from Ruvain, Shimon is allowed to use the indulgence. He's allowed to take it because it's not viewed as an actual valued item that Ruvain is giving Shimon. Why? Because since he normally gives it to everybody without charge, Shimon's allowed to go ahead and use it. Shimon could take a shortcut through the property of Ruvain without a problem. Rabbi Lazar disagreed. Rabbi Lazar said that no. Vitor, this is called Vitor. Vitor is this indulgence, this gratuity. Vitor is also in the laws of Nadorim. Now, this is the way the Ron explains this. The Ron says like this. It comes out a very interesting thing. For the laws of transaction, for the laws of transaction, you can take that indulgence. I can cut through your property without permission. It's not considered like I'm stealing from you. Right? For the laws of tra- from transactional law. Right? I can take that 13th donut or that 13th bagel. It's not considered like I'm stealing from you. Yet when it comes to the laws of Nadorim, we're more machmir. We're more stringent that even though something is not considered value in the laws of transaction, we do consider it value for the laws of Nadorim, which means we're more machmir by Nadorim. So that in mind, that's Rabbi Lezer Shita. You have to be more machmer in the dorm than you are in transactions. Then you can go ahead and say like this. It's true, the story of Matnas Neis Chorin, where a person wanted to do a Kniyamanas Lahaknos, even though the first party was not going to be able to benefit from it, right? It's true that it says over there that it's prohibited to do. You know why? Because there we're talking about the laws of Nadorim. By the laws of Nadorim, we're machmer on the Kniyamanas Lahaknos, we're more machmer. But in the case of the Yerusha, that had nothing to do with the nether. That was completely discussing transa- transactional law. For transactional law, it could be that it works. But by the laws of Nadarim, we're going to be more machmer. So therefore, what basically, what Rab Nachman is now deflecting, it's true that our Mishnah, we see that is not working, but why is it not working? Because what laws are we discussing in our Mishnah? The laws of Nadarim. Whereas the case over there was the laws of transaction. The laws of transaction, it could be that it works. And the point he's saying is, this could be going with the philosophy of Rabbi Lazar, that we're more machmer by Nadarim. Where do we see more machmer Nadarim? Because Vitur, Vitur is not also transactionally, but it is also for the Laws of Adarim. So just as we say that for Vitor, we're going to say the same thing over here for Kniyam and Asla Hafsa. That's the answer that he gave. Let's read the word inside. Sigmar says like this. Sigmar says as follows. So Zimnin, and sometimes Amalei, 
So sometimes you'd say to him that uh, that our Mishnah goes like the sheet of Rebbe the Amar Afilu Vitur Osir Bemudur Hano, that even Vitur is Osir, even though transactionally it's not Osir, but laws of Nadarim it is Osir, and therefore here too, even though Kniyam Menach Mahakur, if the laws of transaction works, but laws of Nadarim are going to be more Machmir. It's not. Last, last question. Amruch Achomim. We learned uh, that our Chachomim said, Right, it's not shallow whether you go to the Mishnah, not go to the Mishnah. Right, but this much, this is from the Mishnah. He says that call matana she'eno that a a disingenuous gift. How do you determine if a gift is, is disingenuous that it does not it's not considered to be a good gift? She'im hegdisha that if the recipient wants to consecrate it, what's the halacha? Tehei mekudeshes that uh, and. Uh, 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 that if he wants to uh, make it kadosh and he's not able to make it kadosh, then what's the halacha? Ain matana. It's not. Now, whenever you have a rule put in, that means you're broadening the case to include other situations as well. It means when the Mishnah tells us the case of matnas beis choren, where they said to him, "I'm giving it to you on condition that my father is able to use it," we said that's not a matana. Comes along the Mishnah and concludes. And this is the rule. Any gift that if the person recipient wants to make it hegdish and he's not able to, it's not viewed as a gift. What are you adding by this call? What are you adding by this? Sigmora assumes like this. What it's telling you is that this is not exactly the opposite for This is not coming to tell you that this is just a stringency by Nadarim. Call is to tell me that this is the law by transactions as well. And this is a kasha on Rav Nachman then. Because then you see that the case before that we started the days of uh, the Amadan, the case of the son and the father with the, with the, with the, with the Yerusha, it should not be binding. It should not work to go over to the grandson. Otherwise, what's the call coming to be marbid? That's the Point. So when it says Kali to Yemai, what is it coming to include? Lovely to ye, is it not coming to include Ha Milsa, the gears over here? That this case that we had of the person that Shamitipi, the person who was stealing the bundles of, uh, of, 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 of flax, it's coming to include transactions. That's what it's coming to include. That Kniyamanas, the Hakanas, doesn't just not work for Nadorim, but it doesn't work for transactions either. The Chora, that's a Kasha and Rav Nachman. On that thing, where it says, Loi, it's not coming to teach me that. Hey, Rav Nachman, the way Rav Nachman learns the Mishnah, remember, the Mishnah said that the case is talking about he gifted it with a condition. What was the condition? I'm giving you my Sa'uda on condition that what? Right. Remember, we had a second version of Rava that said that it doesn't have to be, even if you didn't mention it as a condition, you just alluded that your father should come and come and eat it. That also is not worth Says the Gemara, the way Rav Nachman learned the Mishnah, that that call is coming to be marba, even if it's not done as a condition, even if it's just mentioned, it also doesn't work for them. But it's still only referencing the cases of Nedarim. It's not referring to a regular case of transaction. That's what the call is coming to be mentioning. Where it says, Loi, it's li, tuye lishne basra, deshmaita de rov. It's coming to include the second teaching, that case where you didn't do it on condition. You just said, you know, I'm giving to this, I'd like my father to be able to use it. That according to the second lush, and that also, it's as if you're saying it only works if my father can come and eat, and the person wouldn't be able to be maktish, and that's not a matana. But it's not coming to include things outside of the law 
laws of the dark. It's not coming to include regular transactions. Regular transactions could be Kniyam Nazmahatma's works, and this father therefore could be mounted to his son that it should go over to grandson, and that might be a good, you know, a, a good Kenyan work as well, and you have no riot on this case. Hadranach Hashutvin, Hadranach Hashutvin, Hadranach Hashutvin. Gentlemen, have a good day.